Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the Trees Falling in the Woods podcast um, with just me right now, Rob Santos. I'm um, just doing a quick little intro um, for the podcast. We've been away for a while. Um, this episode is called Radical Acceptance. Um, we've sort of bit, took a bit of hiatus, not because we uh, chose to, just things sort of happened. Um, ever since I shot 860, America's Bedtime Story, that's on my website right now, robsantoscomedy.com. Um, just been all over the place doing a lot of other projects, so really haven't had the time to piece together anything substantial when it comes to doing the podcast. Um, but we do have something for you right here, so this episode's called Radical Acceptance. Uh, we recorded this fucking thing so long that I fucking forgot what the hell we were talking about on this thing, so I hope you guys enjoy it, and if it pisses anyone off, good. If it doesn't piss anyone off, good. Um, but like I said, you know, hope you guys enjoy it. And if you want to watch my debut special, 860 America's Bedtime Story, please go to robsantoscomedy.com. Click the link that you see there. Um, I had a lot of fun doing it. Um, at the time it was when I created it, it was just a, a lot of musings from a man who's been locked in his house for five months. So due to COVID. So hopefully you guys enjoy that. Hopefully you guys enjoy this podcast as well. Um, and again, look me up, robsantoscomedy.com and yeah, as you know, take your meds and as always, let's get these hoes. Why something can't work. I mean, why justice can't be, why we don't get certain types of justice. My thing is, it's like, I can't even afford the opportunity to get the fucking justice, especially when I know that I'm not in the wrong. And I knew I wasn't in the wrong the whole time. So now it's just like, well, what the fuck do I do next? So I'm stuck because now I got to reach out to a third party to help me out in a situation to get me the justice I deserve, you know, or just an opportunity for it. That's just an opportunity for it, you know. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the Trees Falling in the Woods podcast with myself, Rob Santos, and Jeff Deldona. Yeah, started off something super deep. Yeah. Yeah. And upbeat. Yes, totally upbeat, huh? <laughs> yeah. It's like, what is this nigga talking about? See, that's the one thing I like about my our podcast is the fact that I like starting in the middle of a conversation mm-hmm. and people are like, what the fuck is happening here? Because <laughs> I think about other people who have their podcasts and like, maybe we should put music. I mean, the, thing, the, the funny thing is... Uh, they're asking what the fuck is happening here, and we can't guarantee that you'll figure that out by the end of this. At all. Exactly. And yeah. that, to me, is what makes this whole thing fun. <laughs> you know, like, people are, people need things like information yeah, <laughs> or well, context. So it's like a mystery. It's, it's like, oh, yeah. man, what were they talking about? Ah, we got to figure this out. Yes. Hopefully they'll provide clues for us. Right. There's no, we, we may not. We may not. And that's the beauty of it. Why do you need everything in your face so quickly? Yeah, it's like the show Lost. You might not get answers. Yeah. Hopefully you'll love it anyway. Exactly. But. Where did this guy show up? He wasn't on the plane. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. like, that's the manifest it has said nothing about that. Seriously, man. Like, what the fuck is going on here? Well, yeah. what I'm talking about is our Karens, apparently. Oh, boy. Uh, well, you know, because I, I don't even like using that name anymore. I like, now I use Jessica. Yeah. Well, Karen, you know, it's kind of become sort of hack. Like, I don't it's, know. You no, know it, it is hack. It is hack. You know what's weird about the internet now? That, like... There was a time, I think, when when something, like a popular phrase would run its course much more quickly because of the amount of communication that we're able to, you know, accomplish based on, based on the fact that we have all this technology. 
now it seems like that pendulum has swung to the other direction where it's like this shit is sticking around. Yeah. Even though, like, you and I both know that it's hack. Yeah, oh, totally, because it's like people are simple. Um, <laughs> that's just basically what it is. Yeah. You know, and we need simple things and simple terms and simple phrase- terminologies, phraseologies, whatever you want to call them, to make, to make ourselves feel pretty and good in the moment mm-hmm. so we can have a certain understanding of whatever it is that we need to, to Oh, well, another part of it, too, is like it's it's... It's sticking around because... People are uh, fucking stupid. Go ahead. Well, yeah, but because unclever people want to feel clever. Like, they didn't come up with it, but they're like, I'm, I'm with it. I know. Yeah, Karen. Yeah. Like, I, fuck Karen. You seriously. Know I was using Karen in my stand-up for years yeah. until it became... Until Not so, exactly in the same context. No, exactly. But, but I would but use it... Like, yeah, it's just like, you know, I would talk about how I like older white women and how, like, yeah, mm-hmm. like oh, thank you, Karen. You know, yeah. like that type of shit. Because Karen was a very nice Karen. Yeah, exactly. She... Fucked me and fed me, yeah. which was the whole purpose of the joke. Exactly. Just like, you know, sex session and mm-hmm. then PB&Js afterward. Exactly. Like, you know, and then again, it's like, what were they talking about in the beginning? Talking about equity, everybody. We want equity, equality, you know. Mm-hmm. I keep saying it all the time on this podcast. I don't want, I don't want equality. I want fairness. You know, a lot of the people are going around saying equality like it's the right thing to say. In their minds, it probably does sound like the right thing to say. Yeah. Equity's the f- right thing to say in their minds, you know. I would like fairness within all that. Give me a fair shot. And what I'm yeah. talking about is a fair shot to defend myself in court. That's what I'm talking about. So I'm going to give it to you guys, all you non-Karens out there. It's because I'm going through a situation, I think I've talked about it before, where I was going through a legal battle and I'm that individuals coming back at me again and however the same individual is getting divorced yes you <laughs> the plot twist everybody. oh which yeah. was so fucking dope because see this is the guys if you don't understand or if you guys are not aware of this there are things called public records and if anything happens to anyone within the court system or any type of mm-hmm. legal system you can accept have access to these Public records, right. isn't it from the Freedom of Information Act? I think I think so. Yes. yes. So you can go ahead and find out what's happening with somebody. So let's just say, for instance, you got somebody that you don't like, or you know, whatever it is, or just you know, like, hey, let me go on the court system, and then let me just put their name in, and let me see what's happening, and see what pops up, and then I come to find out that this individual filed for mm-hmm. um, divorce early summer. Uh-huh. And the funny shit is, is the person that she's divorcing, her husband, yeah. was so devoted and was such a pushover. Such a bitch. We even think that this that the person's husband yeah. put in an extra ten grand so she can have her shitty show. Wouldn't it be something if you could get that particular individual on your side. And that's what I find interesting too. Because <laughs> I thought about that because when I remember this guy doing this stuff, I'm like, that's not him. Mm-hmm. That's totally not his character. Where are you all of a sudden coming out talking all this shit? Mm-hmm. My stupid ass wants to send him an email saying, I hope things work out. <laughs> because remember, public records are a beautiful thing. So if anybody wants to know what's happening to me, you go on the New Britain, go on the New Britain, um, like the Britain court system or put New Britain judicial something, New Britain Superior Court. 
And then you go to the website and you look for case lookup. Mm-hmm. And then you put my name, Santos Rob. And then you find all the shit that I'm going through, which is this court case and credit cards. <laughs> <laughs> but public records is an amazing thing because this particular individual is saying they were going through it. But they were going through it because they decided to go through it. <laughs> They're the ones that serve the papers. Right. So now this particular individual has another hearing in December. And I can't wait to read what happens next. The only thing is, though, when it comes to those type of cases, you can't necessarily, they're not public record 100%. Mm-hmm. You can only just see what happened right. as the timeline went on. Right, you're not going to get like a stenographer's you know, account of exactly. But what you can get, though, like if you look on mine, yeah. you can get actually what's happening. And you can see the documents that they filed. Mm-hmm. But with this particular situation, you can't. Which really bummed me out, but at the same time made me feel pretty. <laughs> for all the wrong reasons. And well, I'm not, you, I'm, you were the center of attention <laughs> all of a sudden, in a, in a way. What, what do you mean? Well, no, just like clearly they, they chaos, but yeah. you are the focus of it. Yeah, well, for that particular point, I wasn't. They were, because okay. it's a situation oh, that sorry. they're going you through. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's what they're going through. And I just want to be like, can I watch? Because okay. that hearing that they're having, I think it's going to be done remotely, yeah. which sucks, so I can't go and watch it. I would advise you don't <laughs> try or say you want to do that. I wanted. I was gonna go. I wanted to go watch. Oh, oh I would have been oh, there. It's like right after our shit was done. I would have been right there, just being an asshole. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Try to sue me again for watching something I might find entertaining? No, but you know, I. I mean, I, I would say the last thing you want to do is inspire any more ire in this. this well, person. hopefully, in my situation, that it'll be over by then. But the thing yeah. is. This is what I'm saying. Like the stuff that I'm a part of is so ridiculous and so ludicrous that it's petty. And when you read, like every white, and I'm saying there's no for real. Every white lawyer said no, except for this one dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, around not too far from here, cool as fuck. Dude talks like talks like I do. So he's just a cool dude. See what's good one. Mm-hmm. Irritating aspect of it all, man. It's just we look we. I'm a part of Legal Shield, and they referred me to four different guys, and they all said no. Like everyone said no, and that's the thing. It's just like yo, everyone, everyone says no. Even people like the guy that the lawyer that's representing her. Even a couple, one of the guys said, "Nah, I can't, man, because I'm cool with him." It's like, all right, bitch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You seem like it. Like I thought said, you were a lawyer. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? But that's the thing. That's what I was having a conversation with you about at one point. I remember telling Erica the same thing. It's just like, Erica's my girlfriend, y'all. Um, when you talk about lawyer, you get an idea, trying to have an idea for what they are. You think they're all like sniveling and, you know, even though this one is. But lawyer is not that. A person's behavior is that. So when this guy straps up, you know, puts a suit on, that's who he is. He pretends to be this guy. I saw the chink in his armor quick. I had to represent myself against him, and I came up with this point, and he was just, and he got served with it. He didn't know what to do with it. He was just like, but, 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 but you're on a, I was like, ha, 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 I see the bitch in you now. <laughs> and that's the wrong thing to do with me, man. Nah, nah, I want him. I don't give a fuck about, oh, girl, I want him now. Because now this is fun. You know what I'm saying? Even though I'm stuck in a shitty situation, yeah. but the, the competitor in me, and... But also 
when I see someone who is not who they claim to be, it's like, I know you a bitch. Yeah. You showed me you was a bitch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, don't go back now. Like, I know who the fuck you are, homie. This is so dumb. I, I know that you can't just tune into a podcast in the middle, mm. but if you could, like, if you would, like, let's say you were listening to the first 10 minutes of this, mm. and then you paused it, and then you went back to it later on, mm. it just sounds like Rob is calling me a bitch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, 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 you a bitch, yeah, but, but the point is, man, like, that's what I was, we were talking about, like, in the beginning, where it's like, another black guy gets shot in the back. Uh, in Wisconsin. I literally just, like, learned about that today. I mean, yeah, it's, you know, you, you see it all over the place, so it's it's definitely there now, you know. And, yeah, so I'm saying, three months after George Floyd's death, lawmakers have not done any, enough to dismantle systemic racism. Of course, they're not going to do it, because you can't. It's not something, look, you know how much money racism makes? <laughs> it makes so much fucking money across the board in so many different places you're not just going to get rid of that shit tomorrow it's like how am I going to get paid I need racism in order for me to be able to get this or get that like I get clients here or do this whatever it is they just people racism is so American it's I mean look what look Trump uses it to fucking get you guys to fucking vote for him or whomever it is I mean he's all, and he's also he's so oh boy is so fucking great at taking all the negative shit and flipping it and making people feed off it is racism the new Christianity no racism has always been there but it's been longer well Christianity well, what I'm is longer is, but, yeah. like, okay what I'm saying is so like there there's there are politicians that like and I you know yes fine I'm singling out Christianity but it's the fucking truth so right right the Republicans, conservatives, whatever you want to call them, they they appeal toward like evangelist Christian type people, or like I mean just just Christian religious people as a whole. They appeal to them, even though they really don't have their interest in mind whatsoever. But they'll tell them what they think they want to hear because they know that that's a powerful voting base. Yeah. So now <clears throat> it's gotten to a point where the president can be. I don't want to. I don't know if I want to say openly racist. It's not like he's, you know, in, in the State of Union. He's like throwing around the N word or anything like oh, that. Oh, he would if he could. <laughs> if he could. Yeah, well, he probably. Yeah, he'll but, it out. but like, you know, he's like he basically is like his. He's guilty of not taking a side and what most people consider the right side. Oh, he's guilty in everything. But yeah. But what I'm saying is like, but no, there's only it sounds like he knows that his base, there's a large racist base Look, he that he has to like just not say the wrong no, thing. No, he doesn't even like the people that are following him. Dude, it's, it's, for him it's always one side and that's his side. Mm-hmm. That's all that dude cares about. He don't care about no one else but himself. Well, yeah, right. So again, part of that is like, I'll say what I have to say as long as they vote for me, I don't care. Like, it's, even if they're racist, it doesn't matter. Like, I'll, I'll appeal to them. Mm-hmm. I, you know, like, I'll, I'll code it in a certain way. Listen, there's good people on both sides, yeah. you know, there's, you know, and like, most of the country would agree, like, no, nah, that side, I mean, like, fine, they're they're good fathers or mothers or whatever to Maybe. their own kids, but you know but what ultimately those, they're shit. But you know what, though, like, I will look at it from this perspective, it's like, those people on the other side who are shit, they're probably just as scared and lonely, and... They probably came together with this racist shit because they couldn't okay. be racist with anyone else. I guarantee those people that are on that other side that are pieces of shit that are racist and probably done bad things, I guarantee they need just as much love as people on the other side. 
you know, because yeah. look, but to, they squandered that when they no, they don't. They, well, they, they, now they they squandered it because they, they don't have to do anything they don't want. Look, the situation I'm in, this particular individual is doing this stuff because they're going to the system that protects them. Mm. I have to go to the NAACP. If there was no racism, there'd be no NAACP. Right. Right. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? Right. You know what I mean? So, but I have to go to another institution mm. to receive some type of help. Equity, fairness, equality, whatever it is, mm. because that individual already has it readily available because of right. their of their 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 monetary situation, and also because of their status as people in the community that they try to put uphold, even though that got exposed, and also just based off of the you know it's basically money, you know money and, and being of a, mm. people of a certain age, so the optics on it you have older white person trying to stop young black man. Mm-hmm. No white person wants to fuck with that. Nobody white wants to fuck with you that. You would think that would be like, uh, you know, like uh, trendy. You would think. Right now. You would think. <laughs> you know, you would but, think, but they all said no. And fuck all of them to hell. You know? But at the same time, like, now nah, I gotta go jump on, I gotta go do this. Think of it also with the same aspect, too, when people that are, People who are the people that are they didn't squander anything. Look, I'm not trying to be a yeah, politician. Maybe that was not the best word. But no, no. But I can understand what you're saying because yeah, they had a chance to do something. However, no one's just going to change their ethic like that. You know, when you no. if, if you've been racist for 30 years, it's hard to not be racist the next day. You know what I'm saying? Like, or anyone who's been racist for a long period, right. of, it's just hard. To, look, there's hard for people to, to um to do anything. It's hard for people just to, like to get up and go. And go work out or go, you know, eat the right food or like they can't just change that. They need some crazy thing for them to say like, oh, um, they need a New Year's Day to change my New Year's resolution. And they do that for three weeks and they're back to being that way. They need to get American history X'd. Yeah, exactly. For but even, yeah. And, and the thing is, something has to directly affect them in order for something to possibly change. So you got a, you got thousands of people. Being a certain way all their life. Mm-hmm. And it's helped them out. They've gotten as far as they have with it. Now you want me to change? It's like, of course they're going to talk shit about Black Lives Matter. I've been racist my whole life. Being racist is great. <laughs> Once again, if you, just, if you just paused the podcast and turned it back on. But that's their point. It's just like, yo, being racist has helped me out for so long. Now I got to start liking black people. Fuck you. You know what I'm I saying? Mean, like, I, I applaud your ability <laughs> to like try to understand other perspectives, you know. But but, so, it, but it's not the truth though. But think no, about I know it, like, what you, I know what you're saying. But and like, what you're saying is like racism is a state of mind. Yeah, and but you're also saying like the, these people have been this way for so long, and it's always benefited them. And yeah. you can't you quote unquote can't blame them for feeling the way that no, that I, they I don't do. want to say you can't blame them. I'm just saying, but what do you expect? Right. You know, what do you expect? But when I say, like, we we shouldn't have tolerance for these people, your reaction was like, yeah, but, you know, that's just the way they are. Like, you can't, you know, so. Yeah, that's just the way they are. Okay, that's true. But But so what do we do in this situation? Do we go back to what Dr. King said? Remember Dr. King was talking about this stuff, saying that it's not going to be easy, that you have to understand the other side in order for us to come together. It was all about love. Mm -hmm. A lot of these Athletes that are on stage, like they say the things that like, yeah, fuck you if you're racist and stuff. Like yo, that they're just as ignorant as the person who's saying fuck you because you're because you're black. 
It's the same sort of deal. Yeah, we've talked about this before, and, right. I, and I, I, I agree with you generally. Yeah, but but the thing is, it's like, but it's hard to wrap your mind around it because we we've put racism to be the the a uh, 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 factual wrong, which it is. However, there's a deeper layer to that where you find out why are these people racist. Mm-hmm. No one's asking that question. So it's up to us to be the bigger people. You have to. You can't just change something. L- listen, if I go into work to tomorrow and then I get there, my schedule is 9 to 3, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, Rob, no, you're here too early. You're working 3 to 11 now. What? Y'all ain't telling me I'm working 3 to 11? You know what I'm saying? It's just like, what the fuck? I'd be pissed. Like, no, I'm not doing that. I work my shift here. You know what I'm saying? It's so, like, today it's like, oh, today I'm racist, and then tomorrow you don't want me to be racist because these, you know, black guys, don't, they don't, don't want to stop jogging at night? I don't know. I don't know whatever thinking that they're thinking in their head. You know what I'm saying? But whatever it is they might be thinking, it's like, wait a minute, I, no, I like doing this. And my friends are like this. Yeah. It's like, why do we have to stop? Because these guys don't want to, because these guys keep getting killed all the time because they don't know how to. That's their mindset. So how do you get past that in order for you to connect with them in a way that they're not used to? So there, there are people out there that would argue that like liberals, Democrats, so on and so forth, are too weak on their stances, and that's why they don't win elections as often as they probably we hope they they would. Because you know, like we're 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 the ones going, you know. Let's try to understand this. Like, let's 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 be inclusive. You know, and that's where this whole mentality has has derived from. Where it's like, again, you're talking about athletes going like, "Fuck you if you're racist." Like, I mean, yeah, I you know, like I certainly yeah, yeah like don't they, like, be a racist. Fuck you, stop yeah, it. You yeah, know? But, but Damian Litter is great at playing basketball, but he should not talk up for social justice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I mean, I mean, not not just the athletes. I'm saying like anybody, because that's but the I, way it's I, starting I used, to swing. I, yeah, you. I've them noticed as an it amongst like m- people that I know who are very kind-hearted people, but they're getting fed up with the fact that like they feel like you know the other. I don't. I don't even want to say the other side based mm-hmm. on what we're talking about. But mm-hmm. like they're getting fed up with the fact that people that have a different opinion aren't coming around and they're just finally going like, well then you're, we're done with you. Right. Within the people of the sixties though, then they, then, then they like get, when they were getting sprayed with water, getting hosed down mm-hmm. when they were getting dogs chased after them, mm-hmm. when they were doing all those protests, mm-hmm. when they were doing all the nonviolence, it's like, yo, this is the thing. It's like, yo, if you want to hit them where it hurts, like my thing was like, yo, if you really want to get white people to be upset about what the fuck's happening and, and want them all to have black lives matter and shit, then roll up in their neighborhood. Do a protest in their neighborhood. Mm. Leave the highway alone. Go in their neighborhood and start marching for a few hours and see what the fuck happens. And do that shit every day. And see how they see see if that doesn't piss them off. Yeah, but piss them off like to what end though? What do you exactly? Think? That's what I mean. Like to what end? Being on the highway. It's just like all you did was just fucking make my uh, my well, own community. The, I mean, but I can, I, I can understand that. But I'm just saying my thing is to get to the root of it. Yeah. Right. If you if you really wanna if you really wanna make these people uncomfortable, hit them in, hit them in a place where they're where at home, because what's making us uncomfortable, right, is that we our homes are being fucked with, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so like because of that, like, um, actually hold on, let me pause real quickly. Sorry, we're back. I lost my train of thought. What happened? Uh fuck racist. No, uh, yeah. no, just I guess the idea that. Well, I mean, what, again, 
the through line I think that you're trying to express is you can't just well really I guess you can't you just can't be a bully like even though there's people out there that disagree with you and especially on like major issues like racism and everything like how do you first of all how do you find the the patience to express kindness and compassion and love and show these people that you know we we don't we don't want you as an individual not to be around. We just we want to, we want to change your heart, um, which you know kind of sounds like an invasion if you say it like that. Right. <laughs> but, I mean, but if you think about it like that, it's just like, do we really want to go at the people? Because this is the thing that I think about. Like, do you really want to go at the people who are actually racist and try to stop them, or do you want to go at the system? And so the thing is, if you go at the system, it's like we just the system. We're going at it's like, yo, just give us a fair chance. Yeah, that's all we want, man. We just want a fair shot. And, right. The system itself is not built to do that, honestly, you right. know. Um, it benefits the the others, you know, it benefits them more than it benefits us, and they're going to keep it that way. You think they're just going to give that shit up? No, they're not just going to give that shit up. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to take a fight. It's going to take a war. Because their ethic has been the same for so long. Their behavior has been the same for so long. You, no one just is going to change their behavior like that. you got to be diligent. you got to fight for it, obviously. But there's also a way of being able to do it. Um, you know, I'm not sure how you can convince someone to do so. I mean, it, we're owed it. However, even though we're owed it, it's still not given, you know, lawmakers, nothing's changed since, you know, since people stopped, you know, going downtown to wherever their, their, their respective cities. Um, you know, which I thought to, which, you know, I, I kind of like, I was like, it was nice that it happened and you see people coming together, but shit, I remember when I, I remember when Obama became president in 08. Oh, I know. Yeah, in a way, and I remember sitting there and watching all. Like I was in the, I was in Times Square, and I remember watching all these white people and black people rejoice as if something was gonna happen. And I sit there, I'm like, yo, this is fucking weird, mm. you know. And then next term, they find out, you know, they don't like him, you know. He gets reelected, right? And then you know, you come to find out that he was kind of doing stuff similar to what Trump was doing. Trump was just, oh boy, just more overt with it, you know. There's a lot of things that people, there's a lot of things that black people don't like about Obama. Um, it's interesting, you know, like people, the, Obama wasn't a saint that he was. He just was a great politician that knew how to hide shit when he was supposed to. Um, but you know, there's a lot of things, Guantanamo, Guantanamo Bay, um, fucking, you know, even with the, like the, um, even with the illegal aliens coming in and out, you know what he did to them, those people. I mean, he did this roughly from what people have said and what I read about, he roughly did the same thing as old boy did. He's just a little bit more discreet about it. I mean, look, there's a lot of things that these presidents have to, you know, have to give up to get in return, you know? Mm. And, but going to what we were talking about, it's just like, how do you get all, how, how do you get someone to change their thought process? How do you get them to side with you when they've been an antagonist the whole time? They're not going to want to change that. Well, first of all, in their minds, they're not the antagonist. Exactly. In their minds, they think they're doing the right thing. Right. That's the, that's the problem. The issue that I've been saying for a minute is has to do with the mind. The mind is the biggest problem. And because of that, look, when people come to their senses, after a while, the one thing I've noticed is they were like, the one thing they said is like, I can't believe I thought that way. I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I said those things. Which is like the rarest 
sweetest meat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. You know like, right, but when you when that yeah. actually happens, it's like, oh, you can sell that shit on the market and like you make a million dollars. Yeah, oh, dude, it's the greatest feeling in the world, man, aside from, you know, bottling up whiteness and, you know, <laughs> drinking that. You know what I'm saying? But like, that's the thing. So I think what I'm saying is, is different from what others are trying to accomplish because it's like, I wouldn't know why. That's how you get them. Yeah, the protest stuff, you know, people, like, you'll get the people who maybe have tittering and on the, on the fence, you know, maybe maybe some dude that wants to fuck this one girl, he'll say, yeah, Black Lives Matter and get pussy later, you know, maybe that guy will do it, you know? Um, like, you'll have those people that will change their ethic. I mean, I've been saying from the beginning, like, you know how people say, like, fuck racists? I say, don't fuck racists. <laughs> Withhold sex from them. Yeah. Then maybe they'll change. Maybe they'll change. I mean, look, it just, it's... It's deeper than that. It's it's going to take more, like, the law, the system, the law, like, that's what's the biggest problem there. It's like, the law isn't on our side. And no matter, like, unless we do something that can change their outlook on it, mm-hmm. you know, then, yeah. Like, for instance, like, look at masks. The only people that are really tripping over these masks are people with, with they're in a situation that feel like they, they, they have some sort of power. People that are they're not they're refusing to wear masks. They're more or less just individuals who, who have been have had to live a certain way their whole lives, and then now all of a sudden you want me to change for what? And then it's just like so you want me to wear a mask, and I never had to wear one. We don't have it around here. You want me to do what? Like no, I'm not changing my ethic for you. I'm not changing my behavior for you. And then it's like everyone's dying because those are people who should be dying. So, so selfish people. Basically. What you're saying. Yeah, dude. That's pretty much what it is. And people who don't and are people who are extremely petrified. Yeah. Look what happened. I mean, shit. Chuck Woolery, that motherfucker changed. He took he tore his whole Twitter page down because he was talking about that shit. What happened with him? Oh, so he was saying that. He'll be know, back in two and two, though. No, that's great. That's really good. <laughs> that's really fucking good. Sorry. Um, no, no, that's really good. No, no, I, I respect it. No, um. <laughs> No, he um. So he was saying how COVID is a hoax and right. all this and that, and then guess what? His son gets it. Whoa! And then he shuts down his whole Twitter feed. So COVID and his son made a love connection. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Sorry to your son. <laughs> yeah, you but 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 and in some people's minds, like yeah, he fucking deserves it. But for me, it's just like, well, fuck. That's that's it's tough. just it's ironic. It's not he doesn't deserve it, but it's like. Dude. Did you learn something? You right. Know, like I'm that, telling that, that's you. That's all it is. Yeah, I mean, look, this guy turned down Will of Fortune, I think, so you can't trust his judgment. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? But at the same token, this is like, you got you got someone like him who has followers and all this and that, spewing that bullshit. Then he, and then he gets his ass handed to him, and he doesn't know how to handle it. So he shuts down and he runs away because that's what particularly most of them do. You can't just shove the truth in someone's face and think they're going to change. You got to give them the opportunity and the choice to change. Because what happens is they have to, you ever heard of radical acceptance? No. Explain, please. So, let me see. I, I want to give you guys, like, the real term of it. So, um, radical acceptance is what I've been learning in, in DBT, which is... Um, just being completely and utterly aware of, you know, of a situation, you know. So, but I want to give you guys the, the real version of it because my interpretation might not be the same. 
Um, forgive me, guys. Um, no worries. What is, what is radical acceptance? Radical acceptance means completely and totally accepting something from the depths of your soul with your heart and your mind. You stop fighting reality. Radical acceptance is easier to understand than it is to practice. So essentially what they're saying, in other words, is like, what's the reality of the situation happening? And then jumping on that 100%. Okay. So, for instance, radical acceptance would be for us to wear masks because it can slow the spread. In four to six weeks, maybe we'll be in a better space. Mm -hmm. Now, accepting that, that reality, even though you might not be able to do it 100%, yeah. but just understanding that and accepting that, that is radical acceptance. Like 100%, every part of your being is like, oh, yeah, I get this. This is what I need to do. This is what I, that's accepting it and let me play my part. Mm -hmm. That's a version of radical acceptance. Okay. You know, which is accepting the reality of something totally. Which I think I think a lot of us in this particular uh, situation have have probably done because I can tell you from personal experience, like I fucking hate wearing the mask, but I do it in the necessary situations because, mm -hmm. you know, and it, it's 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 not about you know well it's it what was it the other day somebody was saying like well we wear them so that we don't breathe it in it's like no 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 no. We wear it so that we don't, like, spread it, like, through the air. Right, and you know? then you keep it in your nose so you don't breathe in it. Right. Man. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, the name of this episode is called Radical Acceptance. Okay. Um, so, yeah. All right. Well, yeah, but that's the thing. So, it's like, I like discovering the name of the episode while we're doing it. Yeah, that's, that's the that's, most fun part. Yeah, that's becoming it's fun. Like, <laughs> it's like when you open a bo uh, box of cereal and you finally get the toy. Yeah. There's Although, a, I guess this is a more of a surprise than that. Yeah. But either way, though, it's like a box of Cracker Jacks. No, yeah, um, there you go. But that's the thing. So, like, when you have that particular, like, when you feel that way, like, for me, it's just like, oh, I need to wear a mask? Okay, whatever. Yeah. It stops the spread? Okay, cool. My daughter can be in school if I wear this because, you know, like, remember that whole thing? Do it. Who are you doing it for? And it's like, well, I'm doing it for no one because I'm selfish and a piece of shit. And, and this is what happens. So you have all these people that are supposed to, like, you know, it's like, hey, wear the mask. It's like, no, you shouldn't tell someone that they have to wear it. You should suggest this. Like, see, that's the thing. We are suggesting. Well, that's Except the thing. Except for, like, if you need to go into a store. Right, but that's the problem. But, the, but you know what? A store is a private organization. Exactly. And, that's so a, you, and you know, respect their rules. But yeah. at the same time, like, oh, this is America. I'm an American. It's just like, yo, none of that shit has anything to do yeah. with what we can do as a nation to come together to be there for one another. Nobody's ready to do that because there's a lot of people out there who've been selfish and their ethic and their behavior has been about them their whole lives. Mm -hmm. So... Even if they, like, even with the whole deal, like, if, if anyone's just trying to, like, be there for their families, we don't go fuck about their families most of the time. It's about them. They do things that justifies them. You know, there's some selfless people out there, mm. but, like, yo, if it doesn't suit their means, they're not trying to do that. And actually, a lot of, like, oh, oh me and my family, me and my kin, like, that's 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 a lot of their own ego. Yeah, or, like, the tribe, like, I'm, start, I'm, I'm tired of people saying, yo, find your tribe, yo. Fuck anyone who says tribe to me again. Because the last time I heard someone say my tribe, there was the same dude that told me that the Black Lives Matter movement isn't about my me being light-skinned and me not being accepted by my darker-skinned peers as opposed to him then him telling me how his struggle was going through, what he went through while he for being a dark-skinned black man. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, so it's not about me. It's not my turn yet is what you're basically saying, but it's your turn because you've been... Because you've been affected differently mm -hmm. because you're darker and black. It's like, damn, you know, I've been affected just as much as you have by you, people like you, my own people, mm -hmm. and the ones you're saying you're fighting against. Mm -hmm. 
which is to me is very interesting. But they don't see it that way. They're ignorant. And he's all saying, shit, oh, let me drop the breadcrumbs for people and, you know, see if they can, you know, like, and to see if they can follow along. He's like, that's ridiculous. Well, also, it kind of sounds like when, when someone says find your tribe, it's as though there's automatically just going to be this set up group of people that you, you're supposed to seek out. And right, it's like, and you can't, yeah. I mean, like, you and I are a perfect example of, like, it's not about finding your tribe. It's it's more about seeing if you vibe. Yo, like, listen, you with know? the workshop, like, we'll switch gears. <clears throat> like, with the workshop, the cool thing about the workshop is when people, people come and do... all walks of life. Yeah, dude, here. anyone that comes through that door or any door that I had, you know, we, the thing about each one, teach one is just, yo, I, don't be a dick unless it's funny, right? Yeah. You know, like... With, That's with, a t-shirt, by the way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just want to trademark shit. But no, anyway, but, like, even then, like, when I think about... Like Mike Massaro who came in there. This young, mm-hmm. this young comedian from uh, around the way, around the Hartford area, and um, we call him Real Jesus. Yeah, because he looks like Real Jesus. But we came in here immediately, fucked with him. Mm-hmm. But then we showed him love afterwards, exactly. and then he was able to be he loved being a part of this union that we had, being a part of this, this, this space, this mm-hmm. community, and that's what we're building. We're building a community of people that want to be and share and be around each other because they want to be and share, meaning like they want to share their thoughts, their ideals. And then when they go to different spaces and they see each other at open mics or shows, they're like, oh, hey, and they have a different amount of love and respect for each other because they've been a part of the workshop. So I'm cultivating, and I say I'm in the sense that I'm going out there preaching the gospel of what I know, Mm -hmm. which is like, hey, come be a part of something greater. And then they come in and they see people like you, they see Liz, or, you know, they see, or anyone that's been a part of the class before, and they're welcome with open arms. It's like, yeah, come on in. Here we are. This is the true nature of the level of acceptance. Like, they radically accept Mm -hmm. that notion. They don't know what they're doing, but they accept what's happening in front of them right now to the point. It's like, I believe in this. I don't know why, but I just do. Because these, this makes me feel something. And it makes me feel good. And because it makes me feel good, I want to be a part of it any way that I can. Yeah, it's like <clears throat> so many different types of people. Like, and they, like that's not even important, right? Like, whether they're different or not. But, like, so many people have come into this situation. And I really, like, right now, I can't think of anybody who didn't find their place here. You know what I mean? Like, I mm-hmm. hate to be, like... Oh, they they fit in, and you know they fit the mold. There's no mold, you know. Just whoever you are, just yo, know, come through. Right. It's just, <laughs> it's just, I think that the the mold is acceptance. You know, it's like, I don't know. I can't describe it. Well, like, I, look, man, I had to be broken in order for me to be able to do this. You know, I had to see things from all these angles. I have to understand where these people are coming from. I have to un- to know these things. I have to that yo. I look. I'm above. I'm. I'm not above them, but I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm saying what I meant to say was, I'm against racism mm-hmm. in general. I hate it. I think it's it's ridiculous. But if I can help a racist person change, mm-hmm. then I'm going to do whatever I can to help that racist person right. change. Yeah. So, you know, call me an Uncle Tom. Call me whatever it is. I'm not going to outwardly say yo fuck people for being for being trained to being a certain way. It's a mindset. Nobody like you know, people. Say, people say it all the time. Nobody grows up racist. Nobody. I mean, no one comes out of the womb racist. 
Right. Exactly. It's a, it's, it's a train. It's, it's a, a taught yeah, behavior. Right. And it's all. It's almost like people are like. I'm sure I'm, I'm, I can hear people jumping on me right now, but it's like if you were raised a Nazi, your point of view is that you know Jewish people are evil, right? And their whole thing is like, oh well, we just have to eliminate them because they're they're this way. It's this, it's similar at, in the sense of like you know oh well fuck fuck racists we just got to get rid of them you know what I mean don't get me wrong I take some comfort in the fact that like <clears throat> I know there are certain people that uh, like that are racist and they they more than likely can't be reached and maybe they're older and they're eventually gonna die there is some kind of like oh that's gonna be so a little easier. I get what you're saying. Yeah, but, I mean, I get that. But yeah, we yeah, should yeah. still strive, uh, strive to reach out to people and, and uh, you know, I don't know. Like, you just have to, look, I, in my opinion, this is just me. Look, this is just my feelings on it. My feelings are, until you can radically accept a situation and understand what's happening, and can if you can put your mind into that, then you'll be able to focus and figure that out. But you can't because people can't get past what's in front of their face. It's like the elephant, the elephant thing. Yeah, it's like yeah, you, you can only see a certain part of the elephant until you back up and see the entire elephant. So you have everyone seeing their part of the elephant, and they think that this is whatever it is that they see. And but until everyone can back up, and I'm talking about people who feel like they're on the right side of being right, and the people who are on the wrong side of being wrong, I guess you know. And the thing is, is like you ask yourself. What's right? What's wrong? And anger and hate are never the answer. Never. Because they feel they're doing something right. We're doing, feeling like we're doing something mm -hmm. right. They feel they're wrong. You know what I'm saying? We feel they're wrong and they feel that we're wrong. Mm -hmm. And I say we because I'm one of those people that are obvious, obviously against racism. Mm -hmm. However, I understand how important it is to the society and how well it works. <laughs> And how efficient it is, <laughs> and how many careers it's created, how many institutions it's opened up. You know, I'm saying how many Black Lives Matter T-shirts have been sold, how many Obama T-shirts have been sold. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, let racism be abolished tomorrow. Then what? Find something else to fuck around with. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just how it is, man. But it'd be nice. The thing is, is just we live in a country that just. Look, if we were a country that we were just like one race, it'd be fine. Yeah. But since we're all melting pots, look. Not everyone's supposed to get along. <laughs> like, yeah, right. You know what I mean? It's, like, it's, you know, it can't, it can't happen. No, but, it can't, dude. Well, see, what this makes me think of is, um, and I'm, I was trying to remember where I had heard this recently, and now I have my, my it's all come back to me now. Um, there was a there's a proverb about a farmer, okay, and his neighbor uh, is like, oh, you have a, you have a, a you know a great crop this year, and he's like, well, you know, who can judge what's good or bad? And then the next day he comes back, and the, I guess like uh, some his crop had died or whatever, and he goes, oh, that's that's poor luck. I'm sorry about that. Well, you know, who can judge what's good or bad or whatever. And then it was like, there's more to it, but basically, like, I guess there was, like, I'll, I'll get to the end of it where it's like, um, 
his, the, the farmer's son who works on the farm uh, ends up uh, breaking a leg, and so he can't help with the crop at that point. And the neighbor comes over and says, well, oh, my God, that's terrible what happened to your son. And the farmer goes, you know, thank you, but, you know, who's to judge what's good and bad? And then the very next day, the, uh, the army recruiter came by, and because his son's leg was broken, mm-hmm. he couldn't go off to war, yeah. right? So the whole point is, it doesn't matter, right? Like, it, it just doesn't matter. Like, and, and I learned that by watching, uh, I'm trying to remember, I don't know the exact name of it, but if you go on, I want to say, I think it's on Netflix, I think it's called the Bill Murray stories. Mm-hmm. That's what they talk about, like how like Bill Murray's mentality is like that, where like it just it doesn't matter. It like, does. Just it, it, when you get to that, when you can radically accept your the present and be in that moment, it it doesn't like yo like it is what it is, man. Like right. it's just it's crazy. Like when my when my former or friend, I don't know if what he is to me anymore. When he said those things to me. I was like, well, okay, well, I guess that's where you are. And then you go do your thing, and I'm going to go over here and do mine. Mm-hmm. You know, he took me off the green circle thing as his close friend and yeah. to, to send a message. And I go, okay, cool. You know? Well, and that's I, interesting. That we, like, yeah. So my mom uh, messaged me the other day. Like, I, I had, I had uh, a friend who we had been friends since childhood. We were, we were best friends for a very long time. Um, and then I eventually realized that it was a toxic situation. Mm-hmm. But I don't wish this person ill will. Mm-hmm. I just don't need to have contact with this person anymore. Mm-hmm. So a few years after we stopped talking, um, he ended up having a kid. I, I noticed it on like someone else's social media. Right. So I just sent a message out, hey, man, you know, uh, congratulations. Like, this is great. So hope you're doing well. And he's and he messaged me back. Thanks. That that's cool. You know. Thank you so much or whatever. We haven't talked since then. So then my mom messaged me a few days ago. Oh, did you know that so and so got divorced? And I was like, I didn't know so and so was married. Um, that's a bummer. But I wish him the best. You know. Yeah. But I have no desire to to reach out and and, and you know reestablish a relationship because it's just. It is what it is, you know. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Totally, I. That's what I mean. Like, yo, it. When people can understand, like, I did this, did this thing, like, you know, because this whole sh- fucking thing on, like, you know, being consistent on social media and all that fucking garbage. I basically told people they're superheroes if they learn how to control their minds. Mm. I told people like, think of your emotions as a spider sense. Mm-hmm. All it is is just your emotions are just signaling to your brain that something's happening and it's suggesting what you should do or, or it's, it's suggesting how you should, how you're supposed to feel in that moment. Yeah. So if something angers you or something like that, it's like, Oh, well this is, this is not right. Leave. However, just like with a spider sense, you know, Spider-Man chooses what he does afterwards behaviorally. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like he can choose to not move his face if a metal rod is coming at him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, what's happening? I'm not going to move. Bam! You know what yeah, I'm yeah. saying? But with us, it's like if we he'll get dodge angry, it for a second, yeah, and then he'll stay. And, yeah, you know. exactly. He'll dodge it and like, oh, and then he'll assess the situation. But he'll know, but that's what it is. It's it's a, all all the spider senses is just a, a quicker, a yes, it's a quicker emotional cue. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is. It's like you said, a warning. The same thing happens with us. However, we're not trained to behaviorally on how to act accordingly. 
However, what we do is like, oh, we get angry. So, oh, I'm angry now. I don't like what this person did to me. So behaviorally, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go and attack this person with my anger. Mm-hmm. As opposed to just like, oh, well, how do I assess the situation? What is my anger telling me? What is this emotion telling me? What's 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 right. that's what's happening in this no moment? No one is assessing situations. Right. Most people are just reacting. And exactly. That's it. But that's the thing with our spider sense. With that, it, that's what it is. We have a spider sense. Mm-hmm. And if we learn how to control that, it will like our emotions are telling us what's happening in the moment is is something that we shouldn't be a part of. Same thing with happiness. It's like, oh, I'm happy in this particular moment. How should I act? You know what I'm saying? But and then we consider. But what if it's like a, 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 we're happy in this moment, but then we go ahead and, and break someone's leg? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Is that a good yeah, thing? You, I mean? could be, you could be too happy and yeah, yeah, exactly. Dude, look, actually, too much happiness is a bad thing. You know, mm-hmm. like there's been there's studies been shown that being too happy or being having too much positive thoughts and, and all of that can be very detrimental because you're not fully seeing the situation for what it really is. Mm-hmm. It's a way of, you know, you can see the glass half full type of deal. However, you're also going to see what the other half is, mm-hmm. you know. But if you're going to say that this glass is full, where in all actuality, motherfucker, that's just half empty. You know what I'm saying? Or half full. Mm-hmm. But he's like, nah, nah, I, I believe life like it's full. You know, like then like you're ridiculous because you're going to put yourself in a situation where your emotions are not going to be able to understand what's actually happening. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what I mean when I, you know, posted yeah. all that stuff. Well, see, now, now I'm wondering, like, because my, my mentality has always been, you know, if you don't, like, you have to recognize the glass being half empty and half full because you can't appreciate the fullness without mm. understanding the emptiness. And you know what that is? Radical acceptance. <laughs> oh, good. Accepting <laughs> the reality of the situation. Yeah. That's what you're doing. And that's all it is. If people were able to say, like, this is what I mean, if people were to radically accept what's happening on both ends. Uh, no matter what side it is, you know, and be like, hey, oh, you know what? I did that. You did this. I did that. You did this. Like, you know what? Yeah. Mm. People would be able to handle problems so much better. But we can't because our emotions are there to protect us, to make us feel safe. And our behavior allows us to act accordingly because of that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, hey, I'm in the mood. I want to, you know, go fuck a bunch of bitches. Do you really have to? You know what I'm saying? It's just like you don't have to. That's behavior. That's that's ridiculous. But you know, our minds and our brains tell us that it's the thing that we should do because it makes us feel pretty and whatever X, Y, and Z shit we need to do, we go do it. Mm-hmm. You know, or drugs or alcohol. Like yo, like these things that are diseases and like they are, but these mental diseases they can they can be broken. It but it just takes radical acceptance and. A belief in training. You got to. Like, I've been to a handful of AA meetings. And, um, you know, they bring God into it, which is dope. However, I don't think it's the full scope of everything. I think there should be more to it than just that. Right. Like, oh, just give up to God or whatever. Like, no, well, mm-hmm. not give up to yourself. Like, or, or, or at least try to be more introspective. Like, you know. Be your own higher power. Tell me, man. It's just, it, it's just understand that, man. Look, I'm not trying to put any, anyone's religion down. That's the funny thing. It's just like, you know, I, you know, I got people I talk with, man. I say certain things around them, and you know, it's like I say one thing, and they think it leads to two different sides of something. Like you know, they, they think it's just they think, for instance, like a friend of mine, you know, was talk, we were talking about because you know, I've been collecting cards, 
And this one guy was just talking about cards and stuff like that. And, you know, I was just like listening to him talk and it turned me off. You know, it's just like, uh, you know, I hung up. It's like, hey, I'll talk to y'all later. I hung up. And my buddies were like, yo, like, you know, he's a good dude. It's like, yeah, he's a good guy. Just the things that he was saying about cards just turned me off. You know, meaning the, the, um, how, how, just basically how the whole reseller portion of this is ridiculous. How guys buy up all the cards for 20 yeah. bucks and then go online and sell them for double, triple, quadruple and the price. And just want to collect. And I just want to collect. And these guys just want to make money. And then this guy was talking about him like, oh, I'm good. I don't want to hear that. Yeah. He, he was, the guy was giving great, valuable information about reseller market and about another way. But yeah. I just didn't want to hear it. But that wasn't for you. It was, exactly. So he's like, yeah, he's a good dude. It's like, And I said this. Like, yeah, he's a good guy. He just gave me some information I didn't want to listen to. And I chose to, yeah. to hang up. It's like, oh, but he's not a bad guy. It's like, I know. He's a good dude. He yeah. sounds like a nice guy. He was done talking about what I was interested in. Yeah. So I was like, hey, guys, I'm going to take off. Yeah. Okay. But in their minds, they considered it as me being, like, just being rude. I, whether they're playing around or not, I don't know. But it's like, yo, no, I'm not doing that. I just don't want to hear what he has to say. Mm. And that's my right. That's my choice. You know? And But the thing is, just like, it's that black and white thinking. It's that all different thinking. It's like, yo, it's either this or it's that. Which it never is. Exactly. Like, for instance, I'll bring up LeBron James, which I probably bring up a lot in this podcast. I think LeBron James is a poser. I, I don't think he's about what people claim he's about. I think he still does great work in the community. I still think he does all those things. But I think he does whatever it takes to benefit him. You know? I don't yeah. think it's a true... I don't think it's a true feeling of actual acceptance of the community and shit like that. I think it's, I think it's calculated. I think he has a manicured personality, a manicured image that all plays into he might that be narrative. trapped in that though I, think- I, exactly i think so too I, the last time he had an original thought was about china and hong kong right. and, he, and he said all right stop and all the other nba players said the same thing because it's not about something that's in their wheelhouse like racism mm. it's like because these guys aren't the intellectuals that we think they are the, these guys just know how to dunk a basketball they're entertainers mm-hmm. so i talk about him like yo i don't think he is what he is but he's a great basketball player mm. he's a great basketball player he's an entertainer you know, and then I mentioned, like, yeah, I like watching LeBron lose. And they're like, oh, you're being a hater. It's like, no, that's not, not being being a hater. He's an entertainer. You want to watch things like that take place with entertainers. You don't want them to win all the time. It's like, why is it that the ones that we consider to be good are the ones that, like, we say, oh, I love watching him lose. And then, like, oh, well, dude, you're a hater on LeBron. But if I say um, Patrick Beverly, which no one really likes because he's just pesky, scrappy, you know, guard from from Chicago who had to fight his way and scratch his way up and people think he's ugly and all this and that because of his skin tone and people don't like him because of, you know, he thinks that he's always flopping or he does, he does stuff that he doesn't want to do. But when I say, yeah, I love watching him lose, then we're all in agreement of love, love watching him lose. Right. So, so what I'm getting from this is that pe- people are calling you a hater because you like watching LeBron lose. But I think that... That's because they don't have the same perspective in terms of entertainment. So, like you, like you, you respect his athletic ability, and yeah. you think he's a great player. Oh yeah, and but like, and he deserves, it. and he deserves whatever. What he deserves, any type of um, accolades and stuff like that that right. comes his way that he's earned. Right. But you like watching him lose because it's an interesting thing for you mm. to watch. Whereas your average sports fan, right. They obviously the the main goal is they want their team to win, mm-hmm. but there are certain teams and players that they they love to like revel in the idea that they're losing, mm-hmm. and that's because they like well in terms of 
them enjoying one team over another. They have a dog in the hunt. Yep. But they also look at like, oh, that's our rival, so I yeah. want our rival. But you, you're not looking at it from a rival perspective. No, because yeah. you're looking at it like here is a guy who's in a position, and he is considered to be the greatest. And when he wins, that's entertaining. But it's also entertaining, or you know what I mean. But, but it's, that's, yeah, it's, but it's, it's also, typical yeah. when he when he wins. But not necessarily because he doesn't win all the time. No, right. But no, but I know I get what you're saying. It's like, but no, finish your thought. I'm sorry. Well, no, yeah, just like when 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 this person who's up on this pedestal yes loses, you're like you don't have any ill will toward the guy. Mm-hmm. You're just looking at it and going like. This the way he's reacting is very interesting, right? And I and I adore that because you see that you see people's real behavior mm-hmm. when when things weren't going LeBron's way when he was in Miami he was the bad guy he tried to play into that role he couldn't do it he mentally and emotionally couldn't stomach it because he needs to be liked yeah his behavior has always been that as such and however I heard you know reading a lot of stories about his womanizing and stuff like that and you know um obviously those catch and kill stories are gone um uh uh what was it um because I remember someone wrote a whole piece about that actually about a night a weekend hanging out with LeBron and that shit got snatched off ESPN quick as hell um, you know, like so many other aspects of his character lead you to believe that he's not the guy that you think he is. He's just essentially someone who's so gifted that you can overlook his his shortcomings to a certain degree. Right. And the reason why they wanted him, like when he made the decision to leave, is like people wanted him. To, people wanted to. The main reason why everybody wanted to hate on him so much is because they got tired of being fed this manufactured garbage of him being a good guy all the time. Yeah. You know, nobody wants that. You know what I'm saying? Does like, LeBron not want to be human? Is no. That... No, he doesn't. That's why when you saw him have an original thought back in earlier this year, he's like, no more t- China talk, no more Hong Kong talk. Because, yeah, they're going to buy tickets to Space Jam too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, the new show, the new one, like, yo... Listen, everything that this man does is, is calculated. Kendrick Lamar, same thing. All these guys that we watch, they have calculated and, manif- and manicured, um, you know, uh, I would say behaviors. I mean, even Jay-Z. People love Jay-Z because the entrepreneur that he is. But it's like, yo, but he did sell cocaine and crack to his community and fucked it up at one point. But he obviously popped him back and helped that out. But then one minute, all of a sudden, you know, it's like Cap, you know, try to get a trial for Cap. And then he's sitting rubbing elbows with Roger Goodell. So it's like, well, what's really happening here? It's like, if this guy really is like, okay, him being an owner is going to help things out, I guess. I haven't seen him own a team yet. You know, it's like, but what, like, I'll give you another example. I'll give you an example of what I mean. Back in 2015, the young um, students from Northwestern, one of the super smart school, wanted to unionize, wanted to unionize college, college football players so they could make money. Mm-hmm. They fought tooth and nail. They even went through the legal system to try to get all this stuff up, and it was obviously denied in the end. I didn't see one athlete back them up. I didn't see LeBron back them up. I didn't see any prominent football players back them up. That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. Racism is too good. Making money off the backs of these college kids is too good. It's like, yo, now they want to try to do it now. It's like, yo, y'all had a chance in 2015. There was kids that try to unionize. And they did that shit by themselves. But the pro athletes probably look at it like, well, here I am now, so like, but it worked out for me. Exactly, because they, listen, man, yo, a lot of these athletes, yo, they're not the sharpest knives in the drawer. These, yo, I wouldn't, 
I wouldn't trust that any of these motherfuckers outside of what they do. You know what I'm saying? You just give you give these dudes money. There's probably some intellect. Like Kyrie Irving seems like a very intellectual person, but he's fucking crazy because he needs. I think he needs some mental help, mental health help, which it obviously rings true because of his behavior. Mm-hmm. Not because I think he's a crazy person, just because of his behavior. Yeah. So when I look at these guys and their behaviors, all these their behaviors are, are, are that would suggest that they're all about them. Um, but. Not all of them are like that. There's some that are like this one gentleman named Jonathan Isaac. People were getting mad at Jonathan Isaac because he didn't stand up for the national anthem because he didn't kneel for everything. He didn't wear a Black Lives Matter shirt. And he says he because the guys in Orlando, he's a minister in Orlando. He's probably like 23, 24 years old. He's been in the league probably like four, like three, four years. He's, he came into the league young, so he's probably even younger than that. He's a minister in the, in the city of Orlando. He gives to his community out there. The man blows his knee. You know what they do? They start shitting on him, saying, oh, did God take his knee? Which, one, is fucking hilarious, and two, it's fucked up. You see how both those things can be true? You know what I mean? But the thing is, it's like, he does his part in his community. But, however, we need to be fed the Black Lives Matter stuff. Well, I mean, that's kind of what I was saying about LeBron, though. It's like, LeBron is a public figure. Mm -hmm. He's, like, probably the most well-known athlete on the planet outside of maybe Tom Brady right now, right? Current athlete. Jordan, but Jordan... Oh, Jordan, of course Jordan, of course Jordan. No, I'm just saying, but Jordan tops them all. But I'm just saying, but yeah, but yeah. Brady and yeah, LeBron, yeah, for sure. Or Kobe, and Kobe, even though Kobe... And nothing about Kobe, real quick. Wait till y'all find out what happens in that in, in that lawsuit. Because now what they did was they switched it from one place to the next. They took it out of the city. They want to take it out of Los Angeles County because the people that are being defendants, they're not, they feel that they're not going to get a fair shake because of the popularity of, what, of who Kobe Bryant is. Right. And not to mention Kobe Bryant when he got caught cheating also snitched on Shaq saying you was cheating too, but that's the mama mentality. But continue. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, hey Eric, if you're listening to this, uh, you know, keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, and I only bring that because yo people yeah. like, but he's a great ball player that mama mentality. But also remember he did this. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But but go ahead. I'm sorry. No. So I mean, but the whole thing with LeBron is like. Imagine if you're an athlete that that's that's that popular and that well known, and you just don't say anything about anything at all. People are gonna come after you. Well, I mean, they did it with Jordan, and they tried to, you know. And the thing is, people got mad because Jordan didn't support a black guy in North Carolina when he should have. He's a Republican spy sneakers too. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, it's like I don't know this nigga. That, you know what I'm saying? Like, that, that, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, I watched the documentary and I yeah. was like, "That's fair." And yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't know. Like, what? And but the thing is, you can't see it that way because we, as black people, are programmed to trust every single black person. Mm. Not my ass, because all these black people that shitted on me during the time. And it's like, I mean, you saw that in 860, yeah. which we'll probably talk about another time. Yeah. You know, I talked about that to a certain extent. You know what I'm saying? It's like mm. I'm not going to trust anyone just because they look. No, no. Right. Because they look like me, they can be even worse. Now, the thing about LeBron is he's in a compromising situation where it's like, well, how can he truly be himself? He can't. Mm-hmm. He can't. Because, but he also chose to be in the situation. He chose right. money over. He chose money over humanity. He didn't get drafted. Well, yeah. I guess he did get drafted. But you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. he didn't, he didn't like, get plucked out of, like, he volunteered to be a basketball player. Right, so. right, exactly. And, he, and the thing is, he chose money over humanity. Yeah. That's why he can't be a human. That's why you see people like Cardi B who decided to, you know, I'm going to do my thing, but at what cost? I'm going to do me. Make money my way. Dave Chappelle. People revere Chappelle. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, like, even when I was talking about the stuff in 860, man, I was talking about, like, the systematic, the systemic shit that happens in, um, out here. 
You know, it's just like, yo, you got all these entities out here can't do what we do right now. But yet we're considered small. And we need a white man to come validate us, you know, to make us feel like we're better than what we are. But look what we're doing. We're creating. I didn't see Bushnell put anything out. See Theater Works, the Hartford, I mean, Hartford stage. All places by in which rejected my workshop. See any of these cats talk. I even sent the shit to the paper. I, I, I doubt they're going to even get back to me on it. Hmm. But we pick and choose what we want. And, you know, LeBron's was that anointed one. I feel bad for him, too, because he can't be anything but what he is. You know, one of my friends was like the same thing. He's like, yo, it's like talking about Jim Brown. It's like, yo, Jim Brown, oh, he was with Trump, hanging out with Trump or whatever. It's like he lost points with me. It's just like, I guess so, but the guy was still a great football player. You know, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, Still a great football player. Maybe what he did was something that we look at as like, yeah, you know, fucks with Trump. I don't know. Like, that doesn't bother me. Because I, I, I believe that black people and all types of people are all in cahoots with, especially the people who are rich. They're all, like, in cahoots with one another to make more money, man. You know, like, I, I don't trust anything I see on TV as much. I don't even like watching. I watch some sports here and there. But I also look at Chris Stapps Brazingas. I call him the alleged rapist. This man... Did something happen? Oh, yeah. This guy blew his knee out. And on the same night he blew his knee out, allegedly raped a black woman. And no wow. one talked about it. And I think he might... I think it was... No, I'm not sure if it was reported 100% that he... I think he did pay... Try to pay some of her school loans off and shit, too. Just to have her shut up. Mm. Man gets traded from New York City. And everyone's like, oh, the Knicks are stupid. The Knicks are stupid. Like, they should never got rid of him. It's like, yo, this nigga allegedly raped a black woman. On the day that he tore his ACL, this motherfucker ain't coming back. You know what I'm saying? Of course he ain't coming back. He don't want that fucking problem. But you know what the funny shit is? No one in the media said anything about it. I think it was, I think it was Where mentioned. Where is he now? He's, in, he's playing for Dallas. Okay. And he's playing for the Dallas Mavericks with Luka Doncic, who I, you know, who was in cahoots with the alleged rapist. No, he's not. <clears throat> but, you know, it's just he's not in cahoots. But so I mean, I just I look at this shit, man. I just look at the manufactured, manicured personas that these people create and you just you can't trust it man like chris paul people say chris paul has uncle tom nature to him too you know like yo these guys do whatever it takes to survive man whatever it takes how can you trust something like that how can you believe someone like i don't believe kaepernick 100 percent either well it doesn't matter no it is what it is you just gotta radically accept it that's i mean there, there's that's gonna it. be there's gonna be dirt yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, everyone that you admire, even the people that you love the most in your life, they all they all did dirt. Yo, we're all pieces of shit, man. Every single person you know. There's no person that doesn't have some dirt. Right. Like, the whole voting process before we bounce was like, listen, man. Yo, they're ripping up mailboxes. And you want me to vote? <laughs> <laughs> like people are taking mailboxes yeah. off the street. <laughs> yeah. You know how hard those fucking things are to get off. <laughs> like, Probably can't hit them with a car and take them off. You know, know what I'm saying, dude? Like you, you gotta get some fucking. You gotta yeah. get something. You got and some fucking elbow grease to get those fucking things off. But y'all want me to vote? <laughs> and it needs to be a conspiracy where someone drives into the mailbox and knocks it off of you know out of its footing. And they're like, oh no, I hit this mailbox. This is terrible. And then someone else. Runs by and grabs it. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> They're running away with all the mail. Yeah. What a weird coincidence. It's so, dude. Like, come on, man. I, I just people. I wish people would look at things from a realistic perspective and quit letting their emotions get in the way. 
people are watching. Like people's like, oh, the news is there to scare you. It's like, yeah, but you can choose to be scared. The news is just providing with information and whatever yeah. point of view in which they you decide if you want to be afraid or not. But people can't handle it. It's too much. It's too much. It's too, they don't they don't want that responsibility. They want someone else to have the responsibility mm-hmm. for their fear. They want someone else to have the responsibility for their for their decisions. I don't want to wear a mask because of Fauci. I don't want to wear a mask because of America. I don't wear, want to wear a mask because of... Uh, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to... Like me, I don't want to vote because of the mailboxes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've never voted in my life. Yeah. But that's my personal choice. And it's only because I don't believe in anything that anyone has ever said in politics. And I don't believe in choosing the lesser evil. Never have, never will. Either, either you want to make some shit happen or you don't. And either you're doing it for your betterment or you're not. You know what I'm saying? You know, like, like either you're for me or you're not. I'm tired of being lied to. And so I never fully, the only, only one time I voted was I voted for, my, my teacher made me vote and I voted for Nader and she got mad. Ah. <laughs> because it's like, it's like, like you would do something. <laughs> Those are that the Brent High one. Yeah, she was like, yeah. you would do something like that. <laughs> and I was like, but I'm good because I just don't believe in the system. And that, to me, not voting is my protest. However, we're led to believe that if you don't vote enough, then people like, well, okay, if I don't vote, and a bunch of people don't vote, but let's just say everyone votes for the guy that we want. All right, cool. Y'all got it done. Much love. But I get the importance of it. But we're told that voting is important. I mean, I, as an individual, I think if, if you live in a certain state, mm. you know, because what we know about, like, swing states and all that stuff, like, yep, yep. that might, you, you're, the burden is, is, is a bit more for those people. Like, in Connecticut, we know which way it's going to go. Well, in uh, Connecticut, yeah, people in Connecticut, man, they, we, came to, we claim to be liberal, but we're totally not. But, okay. But the voting always goes blue. It does, and I don't know how the fuck it does, but it does. It does. Yeah, because it's just, I, I people, I wonder that fear, but, you know, and at the same time, it's just like, we're, we're leading these lives that are not real, man. Just no one's honest. No one says what they mean and means what they say anymore. And then when you're that person that does that, you know, and people don't understand it, it's just, it's crazy to me. Oh, shit, I gotta go get this mm. person, yeah, so. Yeah. But, yeah, but you know what? Next time we'll talk about A60. This is very interesting. If you guys like, I'm, I'm probably going to do some stuff after and before this. Like, hey, you guys go watch A60. I'll, you know, do some shit beforehand. Yeah, go on the website, robsantoscomedy.com, and yeah. get that download. Yeah, it's just crazy. People think, you know what I'm saying? People, people feel like me putting myself out there the way I did was one of most, like, it was deep from, I didn't expect to go that deep myself, but I wasn't sure where I was going to go. And, I think now when people see me perform, they know what to expect, and I'm grateful for that. So. I can say that, you know, during this entire COVID situation, it's been a handful of times where, I mean, outside of our class here, you know, because I always feel part of it when I'm here, but like in terms of like going out and doing something, that that night made me feel part of something really special. I appreciate that. I yeah. think that's yeah. Thank you, thank you. I think a lot of people felt the same way that you did. A lot of artists come up to me or send me messages and tell me how happy they were to see it, and 
I think it's going to change people's perspective on what art really is and how, I mean, look, I, I did a five, I had a, laid off five months from doing comedy and then boom, let's put this production on with no, mm -hmm. with no real prep. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it was just tough, but I'm glad people were able to see it for what it was. We're in a very odd state right now as people, but see how other countries are getting along because we're the country that just doesn't want to get along with each other because it doesn't play to anyone's benefit if we do. Mm. And this is a longer conversation that we can have, I guess, another time. Right. In fact, it's probably a conversation that unfortunately will never end. No, man. Look, but. it. I don't know, man. I listen to all the people. Oh, and Oregon Amy, thank you so much for buying a hoodie. Um, <laughs> she should hopefully right, by yeah. hopefully by the time hopefully I might drop this on Wednesday. Hopefully she has it by then, because it takes forever to fucking get that goddamn thing made. I'm thinking about taking it off the website because I don't like how long it takes to get made. Um, but but the point and just listen. Look at the reality of your situation. Try to radically accept what's in front of you. And try to understand that your emotions are just cues. They're not the full story. Your emotions suggest to you how you should feel. Not on how... No, your emotions are suggesting how you should think, how you should feel, whatever, and also how you should act. Don't be a slave. Yeah, exactly. Not how you're supposed to act. How you should yeah. act. Not how you're supposed to act. Right. We're a slave to our own minds, man, just like you said. So, listen... As always, take your meds, and let's get these hoes. Bye, everybody. Talk to you soon. You've been weak with that, really. <laughs>